Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very exciting despite my slight disaster that I have just happened. And I just, I'm trying not to stress about it, but for some reason it's just not worked. I just don't think my laptop is working and I can't connect my microphone. It's just making me feel a little bit stressed out. I don't know why, it's just pretending that it can't pick it up. So we've had to go back, we've gone old school. We're back to the phone microphone, the trusty phone microphone, but maybe this isn't a bad thing because in Vietnam, I was going to bring my laptop and microphone to take with me but I just realised that that's really stupid and I should just record everything on my phone so we're going back to it and I have to go on a train tomorrow so I feel like this will be a good way for me to get used to having to record this way again I'm just going to move my laptop around so I can fill you all in on what I've been doing guys I can't lie I am... It's ridiculous because I am technically quite finished and I am quite ahead with my life and I should be feeling really good at the moment but I just feel very anxious until my dissertation is finished, I think I won't, uh, then, then I will feel not anxious anymore. But right now I just feel like, I just feel quite stressed. I just feel really worried that everything I've done isn't okay. I just feel really worried that she's just going to turn around and be like, Bella, you have to all do it again. And I literally have 17 days before I go to Vietnam. I don't have time to do it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I actually don't have time to repeat everything that I've already done. And so... That's making me feel a little bit worried at the moment that she's just going to turn back and say that it's all wrong. I mean, I'll find out tomorrow. So I have to report record part of this tomorrow anyway. So I might I might fill you in then. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it'll be okay. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. I ended up spending ages just getting it perfect. But in reality, I should have just sent it to her. But I'm such a perfectionist that I was like, I need everything in the same colour code. I need blah, 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 blah. But that's just push back the day I'm going to get it back, you know? But anyway... As you can tell, I'm flapping about this big time. I am worried about it. But I also know I couldn't have tried any harder. Like, however I do is literally however I do. I, I couldn't have tried any harder for this dissertation. I actually couldn't have. It's nearly killed me. And I'm so glad that I have got Vietnam at the as like a light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes sense. I feel like if I didn't have a switch off for this dissertation, if I didn't have like, you have to have it done by here, I would genuinely do it forever. I would constantly be finding things that I could fix or things that I could improve. So that's why I've ended up coming to Manchester because I was going to have a week at home. Then all of my friends are working and I just realised that I just obsess over work. I will just obsess over the fact that even though I'm having time off, I'll just think about the fact that I should be doing work. So I've come to Manchester to visit my boyfriend, which has actually been really, really lovely because we have been blessed with the weather. It's been tropical and it's been the first bit of sunshine that I've had in weeks because I'm not going to lie, what has this August been? It's been torrential rain and it's been making me miserable because I just have realised now, now I have more of an understanding as to why I go like, what's it? what do you call it where you kind of... Uh, like, it's like habitat, but it's not hibernate, hibernate. I now have an understanding as to why I hibernate in winter. In summer, I always judge myself for hibernating because I'm like, I love life. There is so much fun things to do. Why am I so boring in winter? And then I have a few wintry days and I'm reminded how I actually don't want to leave the house. I have no inclination to be social. Like, I just turn into a really boring version of myself. And so... I'm kinder to myself about that. I have a plan to avoid the winter blues this year. I'm going to join classes, gym classes. I want to start becoming a reformer Pilates girl. I feel like I can feel it. I think I'd be good at it. I actually don't think I'd be good at it. I think I'd be shocking at it. But 
I do think it's something that I need to, like, if I have an interesting new club type thing to focus on, that will make me feel not sad. So I'm going to do that. I don't want to overextend myself because I always pretend like I'm going to do loads of things. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably just going to do that. But that's good enough. There's a crying baby above me and it's been crying for like the past 20 minutes. So I'm really hoping that you can't hear that. But if you can, I'm sorry. I hope the baby's okay. I hope it stops crying soon, please. But anyway, I have... What What was I... What was I going on about? Oh, the rain. Yes. Awful. Terrible. 10 out of 10. Would not enjoy ever, ever, ever. But now it has been sunshine and beautiful weather. And so I am feeling... I am feeling better. Manchester has been such a lovely time as well. I feel like... I, because I never have to do work here, because I always come up here when I don't have a lot on, it definitely feels like the place to me where I feel like I can relax. I feel like, and as well, because my boyfriend's moved house, we're in like a different area of Manchester now, and it's so much more lovely. Beforehand, we were always in the centre, which obviously living in the city centre is really fun. And it was great for going out, like on nights out, we'd just walk home, it would not take long in the slightest. But it would just mean that every single day together, we'd just go shopping or go out for coffee. We wouldn't actually do anything like wholesome because the only things to do was to be spending money. And that also meant that like we would both spend so much money, which was not ideal. Also, there's a radiator. This is really random to tell you all, but I'm going to tell you anyway. In my boyfriend's new room, the radiator is like next to my side of the bed and it's kind of like sticks above the mattress. And I think I've whacked my head on it because I have this like lump on the side of my head and it feels, I was wondering if it's like a massive, you know, those under skin spots that you can get. I thought it might be one of those, but I don't think it is because like when I press it, like, ow, like that feels sore. So I think I've whacked my head in the night, which how that didn't wake me up, I am confused. Maybe it concussed me. That would be dramatic. But like if I scrunch my eyebrows together, then it really hurts. So I'm gonna stop doing that. But yeah, we're in a new area of Manchester and it's so much nicer because it's just more wholesome, more greenery. It's been lovely. So on I submitted my draft and I arrived here on Monday night. And then Monday night, we accidentally got quite drunk. Accidentally. It wasn't on purpose. We cooked the most delicious garlic prawn pasta I've ever had in my entire life. It tasted like a restaurant. You know, I'd just been craving white wine sauce in a pasta, just like properly craving it. Like, you know, like more frites. I've realised I don't actually like mussels. I just like the sauce. And so I try and find dishes that have that sauce in. Oh, I don't know what I just dropped. And so we made a delicious pasta. Then we got chatting. Then we had some wine. And then all of a sudden... Then, no, then we had some wine, got chatting, and then we watched Hereditary, which, if you haven't watched Hereditary, if you don't like horror films, don't watch it, but I really like horror films. If I'm watching them with someone else, I could never watch them alone, ever, 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 ever. And also, it has to be very specific ones. I don't like ghost ones, but I like, like, interesting ones. Hereditary was a really good one. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I feel kind of scared because I'm in the house on my own and I don't want anything scary to happen. So we're just going to scratch past that. But it's ran by this movie studio, movie film studio called A24. And they put out really cool films. They are the ones that did, oh, it began with B and I want to say Beak, but it's not called Beak. I'm going to come back to you with what it was called. But it kind of went a bit viral recently, this TV series um, on Netflix. And they've also done The Witcher. They've also done this new horror film that's come out. Um, it's in the cinemas at, net, at the moment. I think it's called Talk To Me. They've done loads of really, really cool films. And so we watched that. Then all of a sudden, it was 5am. Now, we I can't tell you what we did 
for five hours because all I remember doing is chatting and watching a film. But I think the film was accidentally really long and I think we put on the film really late, which we shouldn't have done. But it was funny and then we woke up and I have genuinely never had such a bad hangover in my entire life. And do you know what it was? It's because we drank cheap wine. I think cheap wine gives me the most horrific hangover of my life. I actually think I was going to die and I've developed a very, very, very bad new hangover thing where hangovers actually make me throw up. This has never happened to me before. Just skip this next part if you don't like sick. I'm not going to talk about it in detail or anything gross, but some people don't like hearing about it at all. So skip, skip. But I never used to be sick ever, ever, ever. And recently, every single time I'm hungover, I'm sick. And it is really not a nice thing. Like, I woke myself up because I thought I was going to be sick, and I was. And I was sick another three times. And I didn't even drink, like, a ridiculous amount of alcohol. You know, some nights out, you're like, fair enough. Like, I deserve a hangover this brutal. I drank loads. I drank a bottle of wine over the course of about eight hours. You know, it wasn't anything mental. In like, And I know a bottle of wine is a lot of wine, but... It wasn't like two bottles of wine or three bottles of wine. And it was like very spread out. And I was eating pasta. Like, I think the reason my hangover was so bad is because I I hadn't eaten much that day. I had some yogurt for breakfast because my sister came and stayed with me the weekend, over the weekend, on her way back from Sweden, which was really, really lovely. We had such a touristy day. I forgot about that. I don't think I've told you guys about that. We did so many cute touristy things. We walked from my house. We did Columbia Road Flower Market. We went to Shoreditch. We did Brick Lane. Then we ended up at Tower Hill. Then I showed my sister in my new office that I'm working at. And then we came back and we made pizzas. And it was really, really wholesome. But I had yoghurt for breakfast. And then, you know when you go to the shops but you're really full so you don't fancy anything? I got one of those Huel milkshakes because I hear Diary of a CEO talking about them all the time. And I got one. And it was nice. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was better than I was expecting. And I did feel full. Like, it was a good obviously it's not lunch forever but you know when you just need something and it has like it's nutritionally complete has all your calories in and blah 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 blah. so it's good for you and although not forever do you know what I mean it's a good little replacement when you're just on the go but I only had that and so there was literally no layer at all in the slightest there was no bready layer that I would normally have and I think that's why my hangover was so brutal so then on Tuesday we went to the charity shops because I know I'm on a spending ban, but I have done a little bit of shopping whilst I'll be in here, whilst I've been here. I will admit it. I'll hold my hands up. Today was a very good day for shopping as well. I'll tell you about that later. So we did the charity shops on Tuesday. We went to these other ones. They were absolutely shocking. I didn't find anything. It was just really bad. Bad, 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 bad. Really hungover. Had to go to McDonald's. Had to buy myself a burger and a milkshake and some chips. And then I just kind of died for the rest of the day. You know, you just have to accept that, that that day was a hungover day. I did I did sacrifice. I feel like when you're hungover, you just need to realise that you are taking hours out of the next day the longer you wait to stay up. Like, that's what you need to realise. The plan was not to go to bed that late, though. All of a sudden, it just got really, really late. And oh, and when, I was going, when I was going to sleep, I could see the sun was rising. And I was just like, this is bad. This is really, really bad. But I went out like that. So that was good. And then on Wednesday, I love the waking up the day after the day after a hangover. No, the day after a hangover is what I mean. Because you just have so much more of an appreciation 
for feeling incredible, you know? You just feel so much better about yourself. And so because I was feeling better about myself, I woke up, I went for a run. Oh no, well, it started off, we had to get our jabs. Because we're going to Vietnam, I had spent £83 on vaccinations. And I'm now realising I didn't get any vaccinations for Bali. And I should have. Because I didn't realise that recommended actually means essential. Because nowhere can enforce you to get something. So I just thought if I needed it, they'd make me have it. But nowhere will do that. So I should have got them. But, you know, I didn't die. So touch wood, we're fine. But this time we decided not to risk it, not be silly. So we went and got our vaccinations. And £83 later, here I am. And then my boyfriend went to the gym and I ran. I ran a little 10k. I was very proud of myself. I walked... 20 kilometers yesterday I walked a half marathon because we ended up walking so many places but after the run we went to the Manchester Museum which if you haven't been to yet definitely go I had never been because it's been closed for like the past two years for renovations and it's kind of like a mini natural history museum or the V&A it's kind of like a combination of the two but it's really really good they have an Egyptian exhibition on at the moment which I thought was really interesting and I I think that was a bit of my hyperfixation as a child that and the Vikings, but I was really into, like, all the gods and everything, and it was a really good exhibition, it was really interactive as well, which was fun, and so we looked around that, and then we looked around the entire museum, and do you know what they had? They had a live section, where they had frogs, and lizards, and snakes, and I was like, I was not expecting this, this is incredible, so would definitely recommend for free things, this is the thing, I'm trying to be very cheap at the moment, we're thinking free, we're cheap, thinking cheap and cheerful because Vietnam is in 17 days and I need to save everything I have for that. So that was yesterday. We also watched Barbie and right, I did enjoy it and I love the messages behind it and I thought it was a good film. I think it's maybe one I need to rewatch again properly, properly because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like because everyone has made, like has spoken about how incredible it was, I was expecting it to be like incredible, incredible, incredible. But I just thought it was like a really good film, but not incredible. Does that make sense? I get why everyone loves it and I love the message behind it. And I thought it was a really good film. But I didn't think it was like the best film I've ever watched in my entire life. You know what I mean? So I think because I I really set myself up to fail. I went in with such high expectations that it was a bit unfair for the film, to be honest. I think if I'd have gone in with no expectations, I would have thought the film was really great. But because everyone said how great it was, my expectations were sky high. But other than that, I did enjoy it. And I think the message behind it was really good. And I get like, I was waiting for the really like good monologue and it was really great. And I think it was more aimed at children than I thought it was going to be. So I feel like I'm glad that I've watched it because I know what the hype is about. But when it comes out on Netflix or Prime or something, I'm definitely going to rewatch it so I can kind of reevaluate my thoughts. And then today we went to my new favourite place in Manchester ever, ever, ever. The sunshine was really good today. It was like 30, 25, 30 degrees. And so we decided to go on like this big walk. And so we walked all the way through to like Didsbury, which is my new favourite place in Manchester. Never been there before. Beautiful beautiful went along all the charity shops and guess what I got you know how I've been wanting some of those loafers with like a chunky heel at the back like kind of like heeled loafers but chunky I wanted them really chunky I got some some of the kickers ones which are a hundred quid I got them for 10 pounds brand new in my new favorite charity shop I'm telling you Oxfam has the best stuff for charity shops also 
Oxfam has loads of old Zara things, so I think they've got to deal with Zara. Like, if their clothes are a bit faulty, then Oxfam sell them because there was way too many people. There was way too much Zara in there. And then, not only that did I get, but I also got, you know, that black Carhartt bag that I have? I also got that in green for my sister's birthday. Literally ideal. It cost me six pounds. And it's definitely this, it's definitely like real because I compared it to mine. Like, I fully compared it. And I just thought, even if it's not, no one's going to know. But it looks really nice. And I did think about keeping it for myself. And then we went on this giant walk. And it was beautiful. And it's through fields. And it was through, like, rockery gardens. And it was just really lovely. Like, you know, when just having one of those days where you're like, today is a great day. And I'm really happy. And I just felt good. For the first time, I wasn't worrying about my dissertation. And I can't tell you what a relief that was. I wasn't worrying about the podcast. I wasn't worrying about everything that I have to do. I was just enjoying having a nice day with my boyfriend. And we had the most incredible cakes from this French um, bakery. We had these, like one of them was like a, a vanilla, it was like called like a chocois. I can't say it. We're going to skip past that. But like, it was like vanillary with chocolate and meringue and it was delicious. And then we had a choc chip cookie and that was delicious. So I would definitely recommend. And then we had fish and chips because I was starting to get grumpy because I was hungry. And then we went to the pub and we had a pint. And all in all, it was a great day. And we're going to make salt and pepper chicken and chips for dinner. I know I said I was on a health kick, but that is not that unhealthy. We cooked incredible dinner last night, a Thai green curry. It was, no, Thai red curry. And you know when you just make it and it's really good. I didn't realise how to cook rice before my housemate taught me how to properly cook rice. And after she has taught me how to properly cook rice, I now understand why so many people love it. Because beforehand, I was just like, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't, it just tastes like nothing to me. And now I can cook rice properly. (laughs) My, My mind has been opened I feel like my palate has been expanded. It just up-levels the dish. This is my key ways to cook rice properly. So you wash the rice. This is really obvious for anyone who knows how to cook rice. I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just passing on the knowledge because this is a fail-safe way to cook it and it works every time. Wash the rice until it's not um, like cloudy anymore. Then fill it, like rice in the pan, fill it up to water so it's like one thumbnail or like half a thumbnail Um above the rice top so it's just like a little bit a few centimeters you know fill it up with cold water salt little bit of butter then turn the heat on put the lid on wait for it to start boiling turn it all the way down to a simmer leave the lid on leave it for like I can't remember how many minutes but I just tend to leave it until I think it like looks good like at least 10 then try it more water, more whatever it needs until it's cooked beautifully, works every single time. I'm sure people have a much better way of describing it and there's way more instructions on the internet, but this is the way that I've been cooking it and it's so yummy, but that is my housemate's recipe, not mine. So I'm fully copying her for that one. And then tomorrow we're going to go see Oppenheimer. I've got therapy in the morning and then at the museum, we won these little dishing vouchers to get a free dishing breakfast. I know if my day couldn't get any better than that. And then we're going to go see Oppenheimer. And I'm excited because we're going to go see it in the IMAX. And there's something special about the way Oppenheimer's filmed, which I didn't understand. But my boyfriend's very, very, uh, how do I say this? Um, decided that he wants to see it in the IMAX. So we're definitely seeing it in the IMAX. So we're going to do that tomorrow night. And then I head home on Saturday to Scarbados. 
I've decided I'm going to go home for a couple of days to see the fam before my birthday and before Vietnam because it's my birthday next weekend, people. Next time you listen to the podcast, I'll have had my birthday. My birthday is on Saturday the 19th of August and I'm so excited. I don't know what the girls have planned. No one's tripped up yet, which is impressive. It's a conversation that's fully out of bounds with every single person that knows me and I definitely think there's a group chat. I definitely, definitely think there's a group chat which is suspicious but I think it's going to be a really nice time at home I feel like I have been feeling a bit guilty recently about not being able to see my family as much and not calling people as much I felt really guilty about being out of touch and trying to fit everything in and just not managing it and so I am happy I'm going home so I can make time for everyone even though I will have to do work but it'll be okay but anyway this week's podcast is on university because you guys are going to start going soon and University, there is a lot to take in there. So I'm going to tell you every single thing I wish I had known before I went. And I think even if you're not going to university, these things are helpful to know whenever you're thinking about changing your current environment into going somewhere new. And I think all of these things apply. So onto the content part for this week's podcast. So you're moving to university. Now, this is a big step. And I understand why you're feeling nervous and I understand why you're feeling scared because these feelings are totally normal. And I should have felt more nervous or scared. But the truth is, as is common in my entire life, I ignore big changes that are about to happen until they are right or about to happen. So I went travelling beforehand and I didn't think about the fact I was moving to university until about the week before I left. And I was terrified. I was so terrified. But this is why I want to share with you everything that I, every single life lesson I can ever think of about moving to university about the first couple of weeks so that you can kind of feel less on your own with it. And please remember when you go, I am here. Your family and friends are here. You have a massive support network of people who love you. You have the entire You've Got Mail community, okay? You're not on your own in all of this. And you are going to come out of this all right. I know it's scary and I know it's a big step, but I promise, I promise you are going to be okay. I think the first thing in going to university, to give you a bit of a backstory, I went to Leeds University. I studied medical microbiology. I went in 2019 to 2021. I was the COVID lot, you know, it was great. It meant I had, oh no, I went in 2018 to 2021. So I had a year and a half before COVID hit and a year and a half during COVID. So I got my freshers without COVID. And I think it was definitely the first thing that I would just recommend is you research what halls you go to. I didn't realise that in Leeds they each had like specific, the, the hall that you went into had like stereotypes and I didn't know this. And so I went into a hall without kind of knowing the stereotypes of what it was and it was a bit of a strange one. I was in Devonshire. It was a bit of an odd hall, I can't lie, like it was quite strange. They tried to feel like they were Oxford, like you went into these dinners and they had capes and it was like a bit of like a fake Harry Potter and... Yeah, it was quite odd. When you had these big meals on the freshers' night, you had to ask if you can go to the toilet and they all spoke in Latin. It was actually really odd the more and more I think about it. But research the halls that you're going to so that you know what to expect when you get there. And I think the first key thing is in managing your expectations. And this is what I want you to realise. First off, solo time is sacred. Repeat after me. Solo time is sacred. Solo time is the only time you are going to be absolutely able to switch off. You are going to feel exhausted. 
absolutely exhausted because you're going to be on the entire time. You're going to be meeting new people. You're going to be trying to make a good impression. And I was so tired. You're constantly around new people and you need more time to rest than you realise. I think I didn't want to be on my own because I felt like when I wasn't on my own, I wasn't then able to make friends and I was going to miss out on all the social opportunities and stuff. But what I should have realised is that I'm going to meet incredible people. It just takes time. And so the first thing in moving to uni that I want to tell you is managing your expectations to realise that solo time is not wasted time. If anything, that stuff is special. You can't pour from a half empty glass, you know. You Well, you, I guess actually that was the wrong thing to say. You can. You can't pour from an empty cup. That was what I was meant to be saying. But you need to realise that this is next chapter of your life. These next couple of months, they are going to be tired. So you're going to have to be the kindest to yourself that you've ever been. You have ever, ever, ever been. So please, look after that solo time. Take yourself off for a solo day. Do the things that you want to do. Make time for yourself. Give yourself time to rest because it is going to be exhausting. Second off, don't put so much pressure on yourself to find the perfect friendship group all at once. Friends take time. And if there's anything you take away from this episode, please take away that. Friends, take time. It might not all fall together perfectly. I think so many things at university make it out to be this absolutely perfect experience. You're going to find your flatmates. They're going to be the best friends of your entire life. It's going to be great. Mine wasn't like that. I didn't, I like, I didn't have a terrible flat, but I didn't have the most incredible flat. Like they weren't awful, but we didn't really get on. We were all very, very different, but it worked out all right. I still found friends in other flats. People want to be social, people want to get to know you, but you have to realise that there's no point pushing something that doesn't work. If you don't get on with the people immediately around you, give yourself an opportunity to find more, but don't put so much pressure on yourself, you know? You've got to give things time to work out. I think in a way, sometimes maybe I was a bit intense at the start when I think about it, because I made myself almost feel that I really, 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 really had to make best friends straight away. And this made me feel like I had to be intensely seeing so many different people to make that best friend relationship happen sooner. And I think it made me more codependent on the other people around me. And I think looking back, that's something that I would advise people to manage is let the friendship form naturally. It's scary being on your own at university and it's scary feeling like you don't have anyone. And that period of time you are vulnerable. So it's really easy to then all of a sudden be like, I want to be like really, really good friends with you. Let's be best friends and do everything all at once, all together, please. There's nothing wrong with finding the most incredible people and there's nothing wrong with doing things like that. But the thing that there is wrong in is overwhelming yourself with these different friendships that you then kind of feel so overwhelmed that you can't take time to breathe and the friendship doesn't form naturally. And I think this is the thing I really, really want you to take away is realising that you have time to make these friends. You're going to be there for three years, okay? You have time to work all of this out. It's going to be okay, I promise. Next, look after yourself on nights out. You are a new person going into a totally new environment with new people that you don't know. And the massive thing, like the massive expectation is just to get really drunk is just to drink loads. And when I think back to my freshers, like that's exactly what I did. I just drank loads. Everyone does. Everyone gets really, really drunk. And I understand the want to, but remember, you are on your own. You're the only person looking out for you. And there are good people in the world and I'm not trying to scare you, but I think back to a couple of times where I maybe had too many drinks and I wasn't able to look after myself. And I relied on the people around me to look after myself, look after me. And I think 
that's definitely something I haven't done in ages and it's something you grow out of but it's also something that I don't really want you guys to grow into either you know make sure that you're not drinking so much that you can't look after yourself because these people around you are strangers they're going to be friends but right now they're strangers and so just be aware of that you know be aware that you don't really know these people yet you're getting to know them and you don't want to like you don't I just want you to stay safe, you know? That's what I want you to be. I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to not wake up with massive anxiety the next day. So enjoy a drink if you want to drink. Enjoy partying and seeing your friends and making friends. But just don't take it so far that you feel like you're not in control anymore. I think that's the, that's what I think, you know? Final thing of takeaway, key takeaways. I'm putting these at the start, so if you don't listen, then I feel like I've told you the absolute key essentials. So the final key essential takeaway that I want you to take home is don't feel like you have to drop everyone else to prove that you enjoy university. Maybe that was a weird way to explain it, but don't feel like you have to cut yourself off from everything that's familiar in order to prove that you're now independent, in order to prove to yourself that you're enjoying it. I had a really weird thing where I didn't go home for till December I arrived in September and I didn't go home till December because I almost felt like I had to prove that I I felt like I couldn't go home I felt like if I went home I would be really homesick and it would be more difficult in actuality I should have just gone home I made myself stay when weekends when no one else was there because I just felt like that was the thing I should do I felt like I couldn't go home and in hindsight that was the bad idea What I should have done is I should have realised that I don't have to prove anything to anyone. If I want to go home, then I want to go home. And that's the right decision for me. That's what I want to do. And that makes it the right choice. So I don't want you to feel like you have to prove anything to anyone. I want you to realise that you can go home if you want to go home. You can call your mum. You can call your parents. You can call your dad, your guardians, whoever's looking after you, you know. You can call that person. You can call your friends. Go visit them at university. Learn how to create this friendship together. I think one of the scariest things about leaving home is leaving that life behind and feeling like you are truly leaving that life behind. But realise that that life can come with you. You don't have to cut it off. You can intermerse them together. And I think it's really important that you do. I kind of regret not intermersing mine before, but I didn't have as strong a friendship group as I have now. Like, I didn't really have that many friends at home that would come and visit me. And so, in hindsight, I wish I had... Actually, no, like I just said that. I didn't have that many friends who would have come and visited me anyway. But if you do, realise that they can come and visit you. That you can create a life together with each other. That it's fun for them to meet your friends. It's fun for them to meet their friends. Like, no, it's fun for them to meet your friends. It's fun for you to meet their friends, you know. Connect your lives. You don't need to prove to anyone that you can do this. There is a support network around you for a reason. And I think it's really important that you remember that. Okay. Next section, there is three sections to this podcast. So next it's going to be what you should take with you. And then finally, things I wish I had done differently. What are the essentials that I took to university that I wish, well not wish, that I'm very glad I did? First off, take less than you think you need. I filled a full lane, I filled a full Land Rover with stuff. I fully took my entire bedroom to university with me and I, when I arrived, had the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest room in the entire world. It was like a cage. It had bars over the windows. It was horrific. And I couldn't fit anything in. You know, that room was tiny. 
My big error is that I truly dismantled everything in my room and brought everything with me. And that was a bit of an issue because then when I left home and I wanted to revisit, it felt really clinical because none of my things were there. None of my things that I associated with home were there. What I should have done is taken a few things, but decided that I was creating a new room in Leeds for myself. If you're maintaining your room at home, that is, if you need to take everything with you, then obviously take it all with you. But this was my thing. I was kind of felt weird when I'd go home because nothing I was expecting to be there would be there and so I think you don't have to buy loads but buy a few new bits for your new room so that your old room doesn't feel totally totally not there. I think one of my big things is that when I'm feeling anxious and nervous you know like nesting when you're about to have a child and you get loads of things that you don't really need I almost do that but for myself I nest myself if that makes sense I buy bulk I, I hoard food I go on loads of food shops I hoard everything that I think I need and I just end up massively overextending what I actually need in my life I had these two bags under my bed at university I never looked in them once they were just filled with shit that I've never gone through they're currently under my bed at home I have not gone through them in four years I have not used anything in them and this is a big regret I just bought too much stuff to university and that made it really hard whenever I wanted to move out and also made it hard to clean and maintain. So you don't need as much as you think you need. Really, really, really try and not take that much. You can build a new room for yourself and that's part of the thing that's really exciting. Next thing, breathe things that make it feel less, more homely. My room was tidy, tiny, I mean, it was also tidy, but it was tiny. But one of the things that I added was a rug, which sounds strange, but just having something soft when I got out of bed made me feel comforted. I watched a TikTok the other day about how she has like a fur rug underneath her bed, underneath her desk. And when she's in really stressful meetings, having that rug there calms her. And I think it was something that has definitely calmed me. Now, this rug right now is disgusting. It needs to be cleaned, but it is definitely something that has calmed me. Next thing. Buy things that you think you're going to like for three years, not just the next year. Think longevity, okay? You are going to likely be having three different university rooms. So buy things that you think are going to last. Buy things that you think you're going to enjoy. Also, do buy two of everything kitchen-wise. Pick again, things that are going to last... Pick things that have a pattern on it so you can recognise it. Because I was so scared of being judged, I picked plain everything. Why? What did I think people were going to do if I had a flower on my plate? I thought people were going to kill me, okay? No. Don't be so scared about everyone else. You have as just as much right to be there as they have to be there, okay? This is your time to shine and you're going to have the most brilliant time. But get two of everything because when you have guests, it's annoying if you don't. Next thing, don't buy a single university book. Don't buy it. I wasted £150 on university books. I have never used one since year one. And this is my fourth year of education, you know? Oh, that's a bit gross. This is my fourth year of education. That's disgusting. But don't use them. You'll regret it. You can get everything you need to online. I promise you. You just, just search. Just really, really search. Next thing you need to bring with you, extension cables, okay? There's not going to be enough plugs. And the plugs are not going to be in the right places. Bring extension cables. I promise you, you won't regret it. Next thing, door stops. Weird thing, but it's just nice having your door open if you want to chat to your flatmates, but you want to be in your room. Or if you want to have your bathroom window open, or if you want to have the kitchen door open. I don't know. It was a random thing that I brought, but actually turned out to be very, very useful. Laundry basket, obviously an essential, but bring it. 
I haven't had a laundry basket for six months and I finally brought mine from home. My world is a different place. I feel like my bedroom is a whole new level of tidy. It's beautiful. I love it. Clothes hangers. More than you think. But again, really think about the outfits that you want to wear. Try everything on and ask yourself if you truly are going to wear it. Because I... I want clothes that I didn't really wear and I just kind of regretted this. But going with clothes that you feel comfortable in is really important. I remember I went on a fashion trip beforehand. I say a fashion trip. I think I bought three new tops because it was my birthday. But having clothes that you feel confident in is really important. You are going into this whole new world where it's your new chance to present yourself. It's your chance to present yourself to the world, you know. You get to pick who you want to be. When I went to university, I changed my name. I used to be called Izzy. I don't think I've spoken about this. I used to be called Izzy. Everyone at school used to call me Izzy, but I didn't really like it. Didn't feel like me. My family always called me Bella. And when I went to university, I decided I'm going to change. going to change my name. And now everyone calls me Bella. My boyfriend calls me Bella. Like, it's really nice. Now everyone calls me the same name as my family and it feels more right. But this is your chance to change up who you are. Okay? Use it. Use the chance. If you don't like it, if you don't like the stereotype that you've been given at school, that stereotype is washing away now. Stereotype is the wrong word, but you know what I mean, the character. If you don't like the character you've been told you are, you don't have to be that person anymore. Use this time wisely. Choose the name that you really want to be called. Wear clothes that you truly feel great and stop caring about other people's opinions. Because there's very few times in your life that you get an opportunity to fully change who you are. To fully, fully, fully try something new. And this is your chance, okay? These people don't know you. You can be, it sounds scary, you can be whoever you want to be. Obviously be true to yourself, but you can be true to yourself without fear of judgment of others because they don't know who you were before. And really use that. Use that to your advantage. So finally, the things I wish I had done differently if I'd have gone to university. First off, create a routine for yourself. I didn't start going to the gym until second year, but exercise has always been a really massive thing in my life. It's always been something that's kind of been a standard, but I just stopped doing it. I decided that I didn't need to work out anymore and that working out was boring. And that was fine. Like, I don't regret my decision. I think I just had too much on. But knowing I have ADHD, exercise is a massive way of managing my stress levels for myself. And so that is something that I wish I'd implemented more. But what I should have acknowledged is that my routine at home... I need to work out a way to acknowledge this into my life at university. So what I would massively recommend you do is before you go, take stock of your routine right now. What things make you tick? What are the things that make you feel good? Is it waking up and going for a walk? Is it having a certain smoothie for breakfast? I I don't know what it is, but work out your routine and really proactively think about how you can implement that into your life at university because that will make settling in so much easier. Next thing. Don't feel too much pressure about joining societies. I'm not a society person. I don't enjoy them, okay? And that's okay. You don't have to enjoy them. If they're going to make you feel really anxious, you don't have to do it. I did a few different ones, but I ended up just never really wanting to. I felt like I had other things. I way preferred doing volunteering work. Like, that was the thing for me that made me feel really, really great. And so I wish I had done more kind of tuning into that side of myself rather than feeling like I had to do all of the societies but just work out if they work for you just because they didn't work out for me doesn't mean that it's not going to be for you I think another thing why it didn't work out for me is that sport is like my alone time that's my time when my brain switches off and sometimes I don't want to be surrounded by other people putting pressure on myself to be able to perform in a really good way 
But then I know so many other people who have literally loved sports societies. And I know they can be a really good way. Oh, I'm just going to move my arm. God, it's gone numb. They can be a really good way to meet people as well. So I understand wanting to do it for that reason. Next thing, again, kind of linked to the one I just said, look at the volunteering opportunities. I wish I'd been more aware in first year of all the different things that your university had for offering. I feel like it was something that I was very on the back burner and I didn't really realise until I was in second year the different things that I could do. But I just wish I'd done it sooner or I'd been aware of it sooner because there might have been so many other opportunities that I could have missed. And finally, if you're thinking about getting a job, get a job early because you will quickly adapt to life without a job and it will hard, be harder to fit in. And get a job at the university because they're way more flexible with hours, they're way more flexible with time and they don't need you to be there in the holidays, which means you can go home. I said that weirdly. means you can go home, okay? It's so much harder to start something new when you are settled, so start it when you're not feeling settled. And I think finally to end this kind of everything, a thousand and one lessons I wish I could tell you, just a quick ten points of everything I wish I could tell you before you went to university, just be kind to yourself. This is a big step you're doing and regardless of if it's university or a different type of change, take a breath and be kind to yourself. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It is hard, but you're not on your own. The university is there to support you. Your family and then friends are there to support you. I'm here, you know. So many people are here wanting you to do really, really well and you can do this. You're going to feel like you can't do this. There's going to be moments where you think, fuck me, I am out of my depth. But I promise you, you can. And I promise you, every single other person is feeling the exact same. So don't close up. Ask for help when you need help. Tell people when you're struggling and realise you are not on your own. And realise you can do this. You wouldn't be able to get onto the course that you've got onto if you hadn't have got the grades you needed to get there. Okay? You can do this. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sat in that room. The first couple of weeks are going to feel overwhelming. It's going to be hard to establish a new routine. So just be kind to yourself. You're going to be drinking more than you usually do. You're going to be more hungover. You're going to feel more anxious. You're going to be in situations that are totally new. But stay true to who you are. If you don't want to go out all the time, you don't have to. You don't have to drink all the time. There's no pressure. No one can make you do something you don't want to do. So don't do it. Just make sure you're just being kind to yourself. Don't push yourself out of your comfort zone too much I know I say do but I feel like going to university itself is a massive pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and don't close people out thinking you have to prove something that's what I did and it really annoyed my mum because you really don't have to and it was a really silly kind of logic that I got in my head about this thing but anyway I'm so proud of you for pushing yourself to get to university or pushing yourself for this next bigger life change I know it's going to be scary and I know you are feeling a little bit scary, but I promise you, you are feeling a little bit scared, not scary, sorry, (laughs) but I promise you, you can do this. I promise you, you can definitely 110% do this. This is an incredibly exciting opportunity and make sure you grab it with both of your hands. But anyway, onto the new part, onto the question part of this week's podcast. So on to the question parts for this week's podcast. Okay, first one, phone addiction and pros and cons of various social media platforms, X, Gram, Facebook. So weird thinking of Twitter as X. 
okay, I'm going to be honest, my phone addiction is quite bad at the moment. And I've realised this coming to Manchester because I don't have any Wi-Fi here because they don't have Wi-Fi yet. So I don't really want to use my data and it's been making me limit how much I'm going on my phone. I find it tricky because I don't use my phone for scrolling. I use my phone to see how well all my content's doing. And so I want to know how many views it's got. I want to know how many followers I'm gaining from it. I want to know if it's like doing well, if it's doing badly. But that can just lead to me hyper excessively checking. Like I don't need to check every 10 minutes. I could check once every hour. It's really not going to make a difference. I could check at the end of every single day. Once I've posted something, it doesn't make a difference if it's there or not. And so I find being on my phone really hard I remember reading this thing about phone addiction and it was like obviously we're all addicted to our phone it's like having a superhuman in your hand and that weirdly kind of made me feel a bit better about it quite a lot of the time I used to beat myself up about having like a bit of a bad phone addiction but once I realized that obviously you have it like your phone is incredible I think that's made me feel a little bit better but things that have really helped me cut down Forest is a really good app. I think any app that blocks you, like puts a barrier between you and entering your phone just passively has been really helpful. So Forest is one way you grow trees and then eventually you can exchange the trees that you grow for coins and the coins then can be used to plant real trees in the Amazon. So it's quite a nice one and I've really enjoyed doing that one. So that's been really helpful. Turning my phone off, just fully, fully switching it off has been really helpful But I think it's definitely something to be aware of because I do feel a bit of a guilt that I'm just like frittering my life away through my screen and how bad that would be. I think in terms of the pros and cons of the different social media channels, I think Instagram, I think Twitter can be, I don't have Twitter because I think it can be quite toxic. And I've heard a lot of people say this is because you can just be hiding behind a username. No one knows who you are. No one knows what you look like. And so a lot of people feel the ability to be quite mean on it. So I don't really go on Twitter because I feel like the things I have to say are so much like longer than that, you know? I think Instagram can be really good in in kind of creating your own personal gallery. I think that can be a really good side of Instagram, but I think Instagram can lead to so much comparison and that can be really dangerous. I think you have to use these things with an awareness that it's not a truth, it's a highlights reel. But that can be hard to implement into your life. And I think Facebook, I'm not going to lie, I don't think anyone really uses Facebook anymore. I use Facebook Messenger, but I never really post on Facebook. I think Facebook had the right idea of combining everything at once, but it made people realise that they all want separate things. Some people want to post words, some people want to post pictures. And I think having these differentiated platforms for that is why those different platforms have succeeded, because it brings more kind of, you can create different feeds for yourself. And I think I want different feeds based on the different things. But I think Facebook is definitely the one for only following people that you actually know, you know, like I wouldn't follow a stranger on Facebook. Although sometimes I find people's like, you know, when people are like chatting in the comments, they're so funny to read. Like people's conversations make me laugh sometimes. Okay, let's read an anonymous one. Hmm... Do you think the moon landing was real or faked? Right, guys, this is actually weirdly accurate. So, yet this morning, me and my boyfriend were talking about this whilst we're having coffee. And, you know, I used to think it was fully real, literally no doubts whatsoever. And then I watched a load of videos about this guy who was one of the astronauts and him basically being like, it's fake. It's not real. You watched the simulation, like, it didn't happen. And I was like, why would he lie about it? Why would he lie about what has happened? And then... I thought another thing of like, 
why would they be able to bring a television production team onto the moon? Why would they be able to do that? And why have we not been since? Why would we not go there again? I don't know. There's many questions that I have about it. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying I have questions about it. It's definitely for sure. What's the worst advice I've ever given to someone? I think I don't know this, Begon, because I think people have to tell you that it was bad advice, you know? I think the worst... Maybe the worst thing that I've ever believed is that you can... Like, keeping things in is better. You don't need to tell people what's going on. I can do this on my own. I think that stubbornness hasn't always served me well. And also, I used to believe that, like, quitting was bad. But sometimes quitting is the best thing you can do. Quitting whilst you're ahead is so important. And I think that's been an important life lesson for me to learn. Okay, final question, because I got my feedback back and I have to redo my entire dissertation. And it's fine. Like, I'm fine. I just don't have time to record this podcast and I am overwhelmed to the max, to to say the least. Like, I'm just... It's fine. I have never worked so hard in my entire life and it is like midnight and my entire family are asleep and I don't want to wake them up recording the podcast. So this question time is shorter than usual because, guys, I've got to record, I've got to listen to this and edit it and put it out tomorrow morning and I'm just worried that I'm not going to have time to do everything because... I made a mistake at the very, very beginning of my analysis and so I've had to redo everything. But I've actually managed to redo it all today. So I'm going to have to like rewrite everything tomorrow and resubmit it on Tuesday. It's been a stressful week, I can't lie. But the final question was how to think more positively. What was it? I think it was more how to think more positively about change or how to think more positively about life. How to think more positive about the future. And I think... This is something that I am struggling with at the moment, thinking about how much change is going on in my life and how many things are about to to switch. And I think it's just knowing that nothing can get better if nothing changes. Nothing new and exciting can happen if nothing changes. Some of the best things in my life have happened because things have changed. And change can be for the good or for the bad, but it's all about just having these new experiences. And I think it's also realising that the future is inevitable. The future is coming whether you like it or not. And so I think rather than just always trying to think positively about it, even just thinking neutrally about it, thinking that there's nothing that you can do that's going to stop it happening. So try not to focus too much on every other outcome because it's one of those things that you're not going to be able to control. And I think by realising that you have to release the control on what you think the future is going to bring, by realising that you don't really know what's going to happen, but your job's just to enjoy the journey... By realising that, I think you can start to kind of then start to think more positively because you're able to reframe what the future means in your eyes. But anyway, I've got to go. So on to the new things that I've done this week. So the new things I've done this week have been not really sticking to my routine that much, which has been good. I always do this when I come to Manchester. I always say I'm going to stick to my routine, but I don't. But I have stuck to like eating better and doing workouts more consistently and like not even workouts but today I went on like a massive massive walk actually thinking of that to even pause it like I went on a massive walk today and I really enjoyed it and I think just kind of like have kept up with more of like an active my like lifestyle if that makes sense sometimes I come here and I'm a literal potato and there's nothing wrong with that but 
I knew sometimes like I come here and I don't do anything that makes me feel good and then I go home and I feel terrible and I just like I miss my boyfriend I feel like shit it doesn't make me feel good so this time I was like I'm probably not gonna stick up with my journaling and everything every single day but I can at least try and stick with like more of like an active lifestyle so I'll feel better make myself go outside make myself go for a walk drink less and try and like eat not super healthy but like relatively healthy you know like not just shit all the time and I've done that and you know what I do actually feel better I've also been reading a lot recently which has been really really good I finished the everything I know about love incredible book absolutely incredible would definitely recommend like honestly I feel like it's a very similar well she's so much better but it's in kind of like very similar chatty style to this podcast and her other podcast as well and so I really enjoyed listening to it felt like a hug from a friend and I liked that I'm currently reading it's a book so it's called Chavs um the demonization of the working class by Owen Jones I have been wanting to read this book for so long, but I just haven't really seen it. And I don't like buying books. I just like getting it from the library. And it's brilliant. I've really, really enjoyed reading it. I wasn't sure if it was going to be really hard to understand. Basically, I've realised I know nothing about politics. I know fuck all about politics, like actually zero amount. I know nothing. And so I'm trying to educate myself a little bit more. And this is a really famous political book. And so I'm going to read it and I am enjoying it. It's not that hard to understand yet. And I've learned so many things, things like about why Brexit happened and like different parties and what they stand for. And I've really like I am enjoying it. And I think especially in the cost of living crisis that we're in and the current like political crisis that we're in, I need to be aware of the things that are going on. And so I know this book isn't directly related to both of those things, but I'm really enjoying reading it and I'll report back on how good it is. Other things we've been doing, I've been doing anyway, I watched Moonlight, which you guys know I was on about A24 at the start. Moonlight is one of their other films and it was really good. It was very emotional and it was a sad story. It was a good... it was a really good film. I feel like maybe I was at my attention span peak. I feel like it was quite a long film. It's kind of like split into three and it was quite sad, but it was a really beautiful film. It's meant to be one of A24's best films. It's like their second best film where it's always ranked under Hereditary. And I think that made me watch it. And I think it's one of those ones that I'm going to have to rewatch because it was just really like a lot of things happened in it and I think there was definitely some like undercurrents and I think it's one that I want to watch again but I would definitely recommend that other things you guys know I've watched Barbie you know I've watched Hereditary tonight I'm gonna watch The Witch which is again another horror film I think when I'm with my boyfriend we just watch horror films because I don't like watching them on my own but I do enjoy them but I don't like watching them on my own because I'm scared oh my boyfriend's calling me one sec he was just telling me to preheat the oven so I have now done that as a successful chef that I am I've realized when I'm at home I'm the one that cook and when he's here he when we're at my house I cook more and no actually that's a lie He's always the one that cooks, but I was always the one that originally started cooking, so I'm kind of surprised by this transition. But anyway, the other new things that I've been doing this week is I listened to the Diary CEO episode with Will I Am. Incredible, 10 out of 10. I love that episode so much. Great, great listen. I was going to say great read, but it's a great listen. And then afterwards, I listened to the Diary CEO episode with the AI tech person. Really interesting, a little bit scary, made me think. And so I feel like everyone should listen to that one as well, because it was an interesting conversation, especially with the growth of ChatGPT. And, you know, it's been an, it's been interesting. It's a 
definitely something that I'm gaining more awareness about and I need to read a book on that as well but I think mainly this week has been a week of just letting myself relax that's really important I think so much in our world is a focus on productivity that it's so important to realize that you don't you don't always have to be productive you don't always have to be doing new things apart from I did buy myself two new bikinis we're just going to ignore that we're going to ignore my little purchases from weekday but Again, new things I've done this week is buying clothes ready for my holiday that I feel really confident in. I can't remember if I told you guys this last week, but I feel like I always think when I'm on holiday, I feel like I'm going to be so much more confident. But new for this holiday is picking clothes that I feel confident in before I go so that when I get there, I feel ultra confident, you know? It's so backwards because I think once I'm there, I'll feel better. And that's just not the case in the slightest. I always just feel like, if anything, worse because you're surrounded by so many incredible people and I know this is the thing no one likes to say but like I do feel self-conscious and that's okay to feel self-conscious but I want to make myself feel like the best version of myself and so I bought new bikinis that make me feel like that and I'm excited to wear them for like the first time ever but anyway I better let you go oh final new thing I've done this week is I rewatched Crazy Rich Asians I love that film so much. I love that film. Please watch it if you haven't watched it already. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's brilliant. And I can't recommend it enough. Also, I don't think I've shared this makeup hack with you all yet. Put cream bronzer or like just a like liquid concealer that's too dark for you in your sun cream. Mix it together. Bam. Drunk elephant dupe. It's incredible. It's really great. I really like it. It needs to be like a bronzer or something that's way darker than your actual skin tone, though, to give you a bit of a glow. I've never got so many compliments on my skin, and (laughs) it is just sun cream, so feeling good about that. That's what I'm going to do in Vietnam. I keep saying Bali, but I'm going to Vietnam, and I'm so excited. A little bit nervous, but mainly excited. But anyway, thank you for listening to me. It means so much to me that you are here. If possible, Press a little subscribe. You don't have to do the paid subscription. If you do want to do the paid subscription, I do other weekly episodes where we are supercharging our self-growth in order to grow into the best versions of ourselves. But anyway, you don't have to do that one. If you can just subscribe to the podcast, that would mean so much to me. It really helps me know how many people are following the podcast and lets me talk with different companies if I ever want to grow the podcast. But mainly, it just motivates me to keep producing content that you guys enjoy. Thank you for being here. I love you so, so, so much. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod and I'll speak to you again next week. I love you. Bye.